Welcome to All the Social Ladies, a podcast bringing you candid conversations with the boldest women in digital marketing. I'm Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media, and let's get into the show. Hey, everyone. I'm thrilled to present you with Jessica Robinson, the Vice President of Marketing of Emerging Brands at Heineken USA. She comes to this interview with so many great examples and tips for marketers today, things that are current and run across all the different brands in her portfolio. I cannot wait. Get ready and get your pen out because there's a lot of insights you'll want to take down. Take a listen. Jessica, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. It's a great pleasure to be here. I love the work you've been doing with the emerging brands at Heineken. But before we get to that, I want to start with what you feel the three defining moments were in your career. What got you to where you are today? Oh, I love this question as it's so insightful and it, it really makes makes one, even myself, reflect on, on my journey. And when I think about it, it's it's really around three major themes. And the first theme is getting involved in the unknown. So I was in a consumer engagement role at Nabisco, and in the early 2000s, I had an opportunity to develop a digital strategy and social activation for Oreo cookies. And at the time, this was a new space, no rules, no foundation, no playbook on how to reach consumers and engage them in a meaningful way. So it was really about getting uncomfortable with the unknown and then surrounding myself with the right resources and people to help drive a strategic plan that would pave the way for real engagement. And I was really fortunate to be able to work with an amazing team that was able to tap into an insight that Oreos all around slow down moments of childlike delight. And as I say it, I actually smile. <laughs> you reflect about those moments when you twist, lick, and dunk an Oreo cookie and the joy that you have in that moment. And during this time frame, we built a framework that led to setting the Guinness Book of World Records for the most likes on Facebook in 2012. And then since then, we've had thousands of families and friends posting pictures and videos of twisting, licking, and dunking, and even having fun with double stuff lick race challenges. And then as I left in 2012, the foundation was really built to enable the next team to drive culturally relevant posts like the dunk in the dark posts that they made during Super Bowl in 2013. So for those of our listeners that were not around for some reason or were not aware of Dunk in the Dark, the lights went out, everything blacked out at the Super Bowl. And of course, Oreo had a real-time moment where they were they were in like a war room creating content. They said the best time to dunk is Dunk in the Dark. They had a great piece of content and it just went totally viral. Absolutely. And it, and it was great. And the team that was leading that really did, did, hit, it, hit it on the mark and so happy to be able to set the foundation for that to happen. The second kind of defining moment is around expanding your skill set. And for me, this was moving into a consumer engagement role from Nabisco to expanding my skill sets in a shopper and commercial marketing and more brand management role at PepsiCo. And it was about understanding the complete shopper journey. And this new mindset gave me a holistic view to become a better brand marketer, understanding where, when, and how to elevate brands throughout both the shopper and the consumer journeys. Mm. And then the, the last defining moment is all around leading with purpose. And four years ago, I joined Heineken USA, which is where I am today as part of the marketing leadership team. And Heineken is an amazing global alcohol beverage leader with over 250 brands. 
And being able to leverage learnings and trends from around the world has been an amazing journey. And I'm really fortunate to be able to manage 10 brands from countries of origin, such as Amsterdam, the UK, Singapore, and Jamaica. And managing all these global brands has really allowed me to influence culture within Heineken USA. And I do this by engaging in different initiatives that I'm passionate about. So, for instance, I, I recently led the Women's, Women's Leadership Forum development efforts at Heineken, where I started a mentoring program and helped to kick off peer-to-peer circles. And now I'm in the process of creating an Inclusion Diversity Council, which is all about cultivating an inclusive and diverse culture where everyone's open to different perspectives and can do their best work. And really what's so great about it is it's ensuring that the Heineken workforce reflects the same diversity that we see among our consumers. And this is a really great passion point of mine that that is is helping me to lead with a purpose at Heineken USA. What I love about that is that the ability to work on the global brands from different countries allowed you to say, okay, I'm going to use these insights to impact the organization as a whole. That That's a pretty strong and profound statement. Absolutely. And, and it was interesting because I did raise my hand to help um, lead this initiative, just given that exact rationale that I have so many diverse brands, so many diverse people on my team and being able to enhance this for the organization and make it a really comfortable environment and being able to deliver everyone's you know, best work in a safe environment is so important. I have a Oreo question on the first moment for you. When you were crafting the strategy and like at that time, social media was kind of the wild, wild west. We didn't have a, a historical analysis of what worked and what didn't. Did you have to work a lot off of gut there? Because now as a marketer, we have so much data. We're like drowning in data. Did you did you just go off of gut and like consumer insight? What what did you do to put something together in a space that was so new? Absolutely. And it's an interesting time because to your point, there was no foundation and, right. and there was no playbook. So a lot of it was really tapping into the insight. And what's so great about Oreo cookies, it does have that emotional connection and that insight of bringing people together. So really being able to tap into that and, and, and something that is ubiquitous around the world really helped to deliver messaging that was consistent across the board in each of the different countries. So a lot of what we were doing was, was building off of insights on what the brand stands for and that emotional connection and a little bit of gut on how to do it and what worked or what didn't Mm. work and a little bit of test and learn to see what really resonates and relates to, to consumers. Very, very interesting. What an interesting time to be coming up in your career. I know for me, I've had that same experience where we were working in an industry that really had no history or boundary yet. And so you had to figure it out as you went along. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's fascinating. And, and those are the defining moments in anyone's career that really helped you to learn and get better and build on your strengths and understand even if it's a weakness or an unknown area, it's just an opportunity to go and challenge yourself to do something new. Absolutely. And now here you are at Heineken. And I know, you know, you have a pretty specific approach to innovation. It's really about thinking differently and looking at consumer trends. What types of trends have your research and social mining uncovered? And how have those insights led to innovation in your brand marketing? Yeah, absolutely. And the way we look at innovation and renovation is really thinking differently about these amazing, rich, authentic, iconic brands that we have 
and leveraging the consumer insights to tap into these emerging trends. So I have two examples. The first one is with Strongbow. And we, I'm honored to share that the, the team and I won product of the year for 2019 for the 100 Cal Slim Can Variety Pack. Woohoo! Woohoo! It was very exciting. And Strongbow is the number one global cider brand with heritage over 150 years of cider making history. So it's iconic. And the new Strongbow 100 Cal Slim Pack plays in this sweet spot between cider, canned wine, and hard seltzer, all categories that have experienced growth over the past few years. And we've watched consumer trends and their occasions through Pinterest and Instagram and Facebook. And we know that 70% of millennials are looking to cut back on their calorie intake from beverages especially. And we know it's really important for them to feel good about what they drink. So that's why we always produce refreshing new products that have no artificial flavors and or no artificial colors or flavors. And we have amazing varieties like Original Dry, Rosé Apple, and Persecco, which are gluten-free and now less guilt-free uh, in a 100-cal can. So what's great about it is we're just launching it now, and we're excited to see consumers share their experiences and new occasions as the summer season kicks off. That's very exciting. And, and you're right on point. I mean, for sure, the, the insight is to not drink your calories, right? So it is, if you can limit as much as possible and yet still tap into the trends of the types of beverages that people want, then you really win. Absolutely. And it's no sacrifice, which is a win-win for everyone. Yes. And a second example that I have is with Newcastle Brown Ale. So we've encountered a very vocal community of a million followers on Facebook And they're not happy with a new liquid formulation that we developed in 2017. So in listening to these consumers, we knew we had to do something different. So we brought together the masters of craft beer, Lagunitas, who's part of the Heineken family. And they recently helped us reimagine Newcastle Brown Ale, creating a new hoppier twist that's not too bitter and that's not too sweet. And we know we're at risk now of losing our traditionalists again, given another flavor change that just launched. But we also have an opportunity to bring in new fans and new drinkers who prefer a little bit of a smoother, crispier, roastier beer. And now we're working on ways to change the conversation with new fans that are trying Newcastle Brown Ale at festivals or at bars and capturing them in their moments of joy, being able to share and amplify their experiences with others. So I love this example. And I have, I have a bunch of questions for you on it. When, so you first, you, you change it, you see that the feedback is negative. You then decide to do something new. What went into that decision? And when you decided to go into something new, that must be, you must, as you launch something like that, it must be really exciting and also nerve wracking. How closely do you watch how people will react? It's daily. It's extremely, you know, you get all the feelings that you just mentioned, the excitement of coming together with an iconic brewery and beer maker in Lagunitas. And then you know that these loyalists love their original Newcastle Brown Ale. However, we needed to create something new and different. So you go through all the emotions with the excitement of creating something new and being able to deliver something new that Some fans aren't going to like, but new fans will come into the mix. And it's quite a journey watching all of the different comments and and trying to manage how we can, you know, authentically change the conversation because we we don't want to, you know, 
we want to be true to our consumers. We want to let them voice how they feel and, and, and how they experience the product. And we want to be able to ultimately deliver the best possible solution that we can for you know, ourselves who are the, the makers and then also for our consumers who are drinking and, and enjoying their good time. So it's, it's riding the journey and being able to just give the best possible experience and be able to change the conversation when we can into something that is better and, and more fun. At what point do you know, and I, I struggle with this, by the way, for my brands on the daily, like when I look at comments, sometimes it feels like, you know, people are much, people are much more apt to post a negative comment than a, certainly a neutral one and, and often a positive one. So how do you know when to take the comments seriously and when it's just like internet snark? It's an interesting point. And I don't know that there's any one right or wrong way to respond we take the road where we understand, and right now we know that some of our consumers are not necessarily happy with the current current liquid we have because they want their original back. We also know that there are consumers that are coming in and sharing how great the new brew is. So we have a lot of mixed reactions, and we are in the process of changing the conversation with those new fans coming in who really do like it. So we respond when... We know someone's unhappy. We will respond. Can we respond to everyone who's posting? No, we, we, we just we just can't you know get to everyone. However, we do get to the community in a really authentic way, and we know that we're not going to be able to make everyone happy, which is an, an unfortunate situation. But that's what all brands face out there, and we just try and 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 provide content and provide solutions and and drinks and beer that the majority of our consumers will, will know and love and, and experience and bring joy into whatever moment they're, they're experiencing. Jessica, one of the things I love about you, I love this story, and I, I, one of my favorite things about you in, in reading and doing research is that you really are an expert at turning around challenge brands. When you have a brand with a challenge, you can turn it around and make it a success. Can you share some success stories for me? Absolutely. So it's about taking great brands that might be a little sleepy or maybe haven't, haven't been talked about in a while and taking the insights and creating engaging consumer experiences. So two great examples that I have are uh, with Strongbow and with Red Stripe. So at the end of 2017, the cider category was trending down. In part, this was due to growing wine occasions, especially with those rosé all-day trends. And in collaboration with our global team, we set out to develop a new flavor called Rosé Apple. So it's a semi-dry cider, refreshing with a little bit of red-fleshed apples that give it that beautiful rosé color. The rosé has about 5% ABV, which is really reminiscent of rosé wines, but less sugar than other hard ciders. So we launched this to capitalize on years of growth of rosé wine to capture both cider drinkers and wine drinkers. And now where the Rosé Apple Innovation really helped us to stem the declines of the brand last year and become an award-winning flavor within our portfolio. I love it. I love that you went right for the Rosé all day and it worked. It's it's really, isn't it amazing how these, tre- these trends happen? Like Rosé wasn't even a thing when I was like in my 20s. And now like every 20-something, 30-something Rosé all day. All day. It's amazing. And we're about to start that season. Let's go. I'm ready. I can't wait. Can't wait to try that. Absolutely. Another great example is Red Stripe. So we've enhanced our positioning with Red Stripe this year, tapping into the insight of feeling the good vibes. 
And it's all around that feeling you get with your friends, with your laughing, you're relaxing, you're smiling, and you're kind of leaving the stress behind in this moment. So that's kind of the vibe that we want to share with every stubby bottle that we have of Red Stripe Lager beer. So we just launched a campaign and a mobile tour called Feel the Good Vibes. And this will be cruising up and down the coastline and even visiting some cannabis festivals in legal markets. Yeah. So it's a little bit of an edgier positioning for the brand, especially in these cannabis legal states. Yet it's a way to establish Red Stripe Lager beer as a great pairing for these cannabis occasions. So here's an example of really reaching consumers again in a relevant and exciting new way that drives their occasion, which ultimately drives sales and engagement. I love that. And again, right on trend, the pro-cannabis movement and the legalization of marijuana across the country is very prominent right now. And so it's, it's right on trend and it's edgy, which is cool. Absolutely. And we don't need to change our product, which is even more amazing. We can just take a product that exists with our Red Stripe Lager beer and just participate and have availability and visibility into these occasions. It's, it's wonderful. Okay. So we know that you've discovered these messages and this great opportunity to take brands that may have a little bit of a challenge and, and refresh them, but we need to communicate that message. And I know that you are always looking at, you find the right message, but then we need to know the right platform, the right time. How do we communicate them? Talk to me a little bit about when you find the right message, how do you get it out to the right people at the right time? I love this question. And, you know, social is about simple, interesting, relevant stories, and oftentimes they're tailored to personas. So we all get bombarded with 10,000 messages daily. It's, it's overwhelming. So people really pick what they want to be a part of. And in social, we really need to be relevant and connect in ways that resonate. So for our brands and the brands that I work on, it's really all about successfully diversifying the media spend and geo-targeting where we know our consumers are to be part of cultural relevant events in an authentic way. And I have um, a couple, two, two examples. One is with Strongbow. So last year, uh, as everyone knows, was one of the legendary royal weddings. And being a brand from England, we had to tap into this occasion. So we partnered with Queer Eye from the Straight Guy, um, sharing entertainment tips for wedding party foods and drinks with our Strongbow Rosé Apple. And by vetting and sourcing an influencer like Anthony from Queer Eye from the Straight Guy, we were able to leverage him to help us create content. And he was live streaming when he brought in a pack of our newly launched Rosé Apple into a viewing party in New York City. And this generated a great deal of buzz in a relevant and ownable way for our brand because we were able to really tap into the insight and identify the best influencer and occasion that could resonate with our fans. And another That's example. Awesome. I love one of the things that I love about it is hearing how specifically having the influencer placement benefited. Cause there's a lot of, you know, lots of people have questions about whether or not it's direct impact, but I love seeing that you saw that correlation. Absolutely. And, and you know what, it's authentic. So I, we couldn't have done it on some of our other beer brands. It was really authentic and a natural fit and, and a partnership for our Rosé Apple being from origin of England. And it was just the right place at the right time and, and being authentic to reach our consumers. It was, it was a win-win for sure. Love the story. The, the second example that I have is around Red Stripe. And during the 2018 Winter Olympics, the Jamaican bobsled coach 
quit days before the debut of the bobsled team, and she was threatening to take the bobsled with her. So Red Stripe quickly reacted in saying, no bobsled, no problem, put it on our tab, DM us, and we'll be in touch. And a day later, they had a new bobsled, so they were able to participate in the Olympics. So this was clearly a worldwide event that we didn't pay any money to be a part of. <laughs> this is it's amazing, amazing right? this story. This is but just from we active relevant. listening. It's just staying yeah. relevant. Yes. Absolutely. And we were able to drive three times more than other sponsors activating around this. So again, it's knowing our heritage, knowing where we're from, being active, being aware of cultural events, and then activating in a really authentic manner. So Fabulous, Jessica. I love all of this. And these are such good stories. I love the examples that you gave. Really, it must be so fun to get to work on so many different brands at the same time. It is an amazing experience and opportunity. And I'm really honored to be working on it because no one brand is the same. And it's such a diverse portfolio that it it really is a dream job for me to be working on these. Incredible. And with that, let's head on over to the lightning round. I'm going to ask you three questions. Whatever comes into your mind, just Shoot it right out. Ready? Right off the top of your head. All right, here we go. One piece of advice you would tell your younger self. So I am a mother of preteen girls, so I always encourage them to be open to new experiences and that life is always changing. The only constant is change, so anticipate it and embrace it, and it will be better for you. What is your definition of success? Oh, that is such a great question as it really means something to everyone. And for me, it's living my purpose. And at Heineken USA, we do purpose workshops for leaders, which is about understanding your own DNA and what drives you. During college, I spent a couple of summers as a sailing instructor. So I learned how to navigate pretty choppy situations and waters. And these experiences always struck, stuck with me throughout my career. So my purpose is around steering a ship over choppy waters to find my final destination. And my purpose each day is all about how I can give it my all, whether it be with work, family, or yoga, which is even trying to turn off your mind and refocus and be present in what you can do to help business, to help teams, and to get the best out of people. Awesome. And what woman do you admire most in the world? So I actually admire many women, and I classify them as mentors. So I find them extremely important into someone's journey. And for me, it started with my mother when she was living her purpose and she went back to get her MBA at age 50. And 25 years later, she still has her own practice helping people to get better each day. And then over my career, I've had so many women mentor help me conquer fears, uncertainties, and know that it's okay. And know that if you set your mind to it, you put your work into it, you can do it. Awesome. Really, really wonderful. Jessica, thank you so much for coming on the show today. You are one fabulous social lady. Thank you, Carrie. I appreciate it. It's been fun. That was all the social ladies. Don't miss new episodes every week. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And if you like what you heard, please rate and review the show. I'm Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media and author of Work It! Secrets for Success from the Boldest Women in Business. Follow me, at Carrie Kirpin, everywhere. And for more social smarts, be sure to follow Likeable, at Likeable Media. Thanks for listening.